0: This conversation from the Augusta Golf Show is brought to you by Gerald Jones Audi, online at AugustaAudi.com. Well, Matt Adams is the host of Fairways of Life, heard five days a week at fairwaysoflife.com. He also recently released his 12th book, Uh, The Golf Round. I'll never forget, 50 of golf's biggest stars. Recall their finest moments. You can get it wherever you get your books. It's a pleasure to welcome Matt Adams back to the Augusta Golf Show. Hi, Matt. Hey, John
1: Patrick, how are you,
0: my friend? I'm great. I'm great. Um, I do want to talk a little inside baseball here in the beginning. Uh, Talk about golf broadcasting. CBS making some changes to its golf coverage, announcing earlier that Davis Love III would, would join the crew, and then earlier this week... Uh, announcing that Frank Nabilo would be with them full-time. The Immelman brothers will play a role. Even Michelle Wee will join them occasionally. Uh, Mm -hmm. What do you make of these changes?
1: Um, You know, none of it surprises me, to tell you the truth. It's it's the flow and ebb that is media. I think when we're talking about something and someone like uh, the CBS uh, golf crew, It's been the same for so long that I think we expect it to remain the same forever. But this is what media does. It it rotates through people. The One thing that I've noticed over the years in doing media locally and nationally is that everyone assumes that if you're really good at what you do, that your position is going to be rewarded with a long-term contract and renewals, etc. That's not the way it works. I've seen so many people that are excellent at what they do that don't last. And there's a whole variety of reasons that they may not last. It may be contractual issues. In other words, the network or the media entity just believes that they're paying more than what they could for, for similar content somewhere else, or there's a prestige, or there's somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that wants that person in there for other reasons. There's a whole variety of different reasons for it, and when you try to figure it out Using just simple logic, you usually don't come up with a simple answer.
0: Do you think it says anything about Michelle Wee's career?
1: Oh, yeah, I do. I think it says with Michelle Wee, the one thing that everyone was worried about Michelle Wee, even though she's still a young woman, everyone said she was absolutely on such a stage of exposure at such a young age. Was there the risk of burnout? And what, how would that risk manifest itself? Well, her body's certainly showing signals of that. She's injured constantly. So there's that. And then there's the other side of it, that she's an intelligent woman. She's got a great personality when you, when you actually have an opportunity to listen to her. Because normally, the scenes that we have of Michelle Wee are on a golf course, and, and in the last few years, she looks upset and unhappy with the shots that she's hitting and, and, and odd putting stances and everything else that we're used to seeing, I don't think we really know the real Michelle. We, when you have the chance to hear from and talk to and be around the real human being, instead of who we think that she is as an athlete, all of a sudden you find out that she's a pretty deep thinker. And so I think this is a perfect forum for her. this. allows her to, to keep in touch with the game. She obviously still loves the game, but on the physical side, <clears throat> excuse me, on the physical side and on the competitive side, she's been struggling. So this is, I think this is a win-win for everybody.
0: I say it's inside baseball, but it is the way the consumer consumes the game. They're in the middle, maybe toward the end of television negotiations. Matt, when when a television deal or when a new deal is announced, um, will we be consuming this sport differently in any shape, form, or fashion?
1: I absolutely think so. In fact, I think it's happening right now. It's funny because I was I was sitting around with some guys the other day and and they were even beyond our vintage, believe it or not. John. Whoa, wow. And one of them said to me, he, he says, oh, I don't, I don't stream. You know, he's talking in terms of digital content. He says, oh, I don't stream. I said, oh, I said, well, didn't you tell me you watched Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. I said, that's on Netflix. Oh, that's that's where he watched it. He had told me that. I said, how do you listen to your music? Oh, I got whatever service. I forget. he told me that he had. And I said, you're, the, the, I think the ultimate sign that a technology is, is upon us is when you're using it without even realizing the significance of what you're doing. And that's what I think is happening with digital content. I really don't know anybody now that at least in the form of highlights, if not actual games or programs, that are watching it through their mobile devices, primarily through their phone. And that is going to continue to increase. I mean, you and I both know because we've talked about it on the radio side of life a lot. Uh, For example, in my case, why did I pull my program off a paid satellite service to put it onto a digital platform? Well, why I did it was to make it a global platform and to make it available for free. But the benefits of what I did was that anybody can get what they want, when they want it, where they want it, and how they want it. And that's where we're going. So take a look at what's happening next year to players. Every single shot by every single player in the field will be available. Everyone, Think about that for a second. It's absolutely mind-blowing when you consider the fact that anybody, I don't care who it is, it's whoever it is you follow, you're a fan of, you're going to be able to see them play every single shot in the tournament. So my sense is as we move on, not only in golf coverage, but in sports coverage, we're all going to become our own producers. We're all going to become our own directors. It's down the road a ways and it's extreme to the point that whatever play you want to see, you want to see the replay of it. You want to see it from a different angle. You want to see defensive players instead of the offensive players, whatever it is that that suits your fancy, you're going to be able to do it. That's the direction that I think it's all going.
0: We're talking with Matt Adams here on the Augusta golf show. Let's talk a little bit of golf. Is Tiger Woods just what the president president's cup needs at this point in time?
1: You know, what's interesting. I was, I was listening intently, to Tiger Woods in his press conference before the Hero World Challenge. And, of course, he was asked a ton of questions about the President's Cup. And it's so interesting to hear Tiger speak now and realize, yes, it's through the march of time and, and his place in the game and all the rest, because for a couple of decades, what we got from Tiger, and I'm not criticizing him for it, I'm just being honest with you about what it was. It was platitudes. It was, say as little as I possibly can say to to get me through the situation or whatever question I'm being asked, and then I'm on the other side of it. There's still people that do it. Uh, it's interesting because you, in, in, in our world of golf, if you look at, for example, Phil Mickelson's made an art form of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Fowler's very much that way. It's pretty much that when you see me, and when you hear from me, it's going to be based upon the package image of who and what you think I am. And it's generally connected to a, a commercial endeavor. So we're not used to getting an opportunity to hear actual opinions, and this is what I think. Now, that stands in stark contrast to the Jordan Speece or Rory McElroys or even Justin Thomas, and that list is growing, where you get what you get, warts and all. It's, you're, you're going to get an honest opinion if you ask the question. So it's, it's, it's been an evolution, that, that dichotomy, as it's moving more towards uh, complete transparency and, and honesty. So from that standpoint, when Tiger was talking about his role as a President's Cup captain, I was fascinated when somebody said, well, what kind of, yeah, I'm paraphrasing the question, but what kind of captain do you think you're going to be? Are you going to be like uh, Vince Lombardi tough guy, like, uh, you know, 1967 uh, Ben Hogan at the Ryder Cup? And Tiger said, he said, look, it's about communication. I'm paraphrasing Tiger, too, but the message was fascinating. I, I, I'm, I'm all about communication. If you want to talk to me off the record, then we're going to have that communication, and no one anywhere is going to hear that. And he said it's all about honesty. This was Tiger using these words. (laughs) And I thought it was just fascinating. I think it's great for those that are a part of his team because now when you start to say to somebody, look, we can talk about whatever you want, and if you want me to tell the world about it, if you don't want me to tell the world about it, that's your call. Well, that's called trust. And to think that Tiger Woods is at a point where, as a leader— He's saying to people, you can trust me with the delicate information. We're going to use it for our collective benefit. Uh, And if you want it to be kept private, it will be kept private, and I'll deal with it accordingly. I just just thought that that gave us a glimpse into who Tiger Woods is now, a guy that's approaching his mid-40s and three majors behind Jack Nicklaus. It's like we're getting to know a new guy, and I think it's fascinating.
0: Before I let you go, we're at the end of the year. Um, Since I won't have this chance again, most memorable moment— of the year in golf was what for you?
1: Um, for me personally, believe it or not, it may not be the thing that everybody would think that I would pick. But Friday afternoon at the Open at Royal Portrush, I was assigned to cover Rory McIlroy for the World Radio Broadcast. And i you could feel Port Rush's, the blood was flowing through these Irish people wanting Rory, willing him to make the cut. And as he was marching towards what looked like for a while, no chance, all of a sudden it looked like it was something that could happen, and ultimately, heartbreakingly, with a pulled-left approach on 18 that trundled down the sloping of the green on that side and so went with it, uh, any hopes of him making the cut. It was one of the most fascinating experiences I've ever had at a sporting event, where you could feel the collective emotions of thousands and tens of thousands, ultimately, when it was all said and done, and I, I just, I will never forget that, even though it, it ended ingloriously, the, the march towards it was, was so defined by just pure, raw emotions. It's just something I won't forget. He, if you remember, when he finished, he wept. He actually wept and said, I had no idea how much everybody was was pulling for me, how much everybody was behind me. It was fascinating.
0: I love that. I love. It's why we, do, why we never take what we get to do for granted. He is Matt Adams, host of the Fairways of Life. You can hear it, fairwaysoflife.com. His latest book, The Golf Round, I'll Never Forget. Oh, that would be a nice thing to find under the Christmas tree this year. Uh, Matt, thanks for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it.
1: Happy holidays, John Packer. See you.